family, the bedrock of society, an important influence to children that helps shape in their perspective of life as they grow up. It helps in building their confidence, shaping their beliefs, values, and more importantly, helps them to become what God has ordained them to be. The dynamics of the family circle cannot be overemphasized. It plays a key role in our social interactions as adults and as children. And because of its domino effect in our lives, we need to pay attention to it and be heavily invested in building a healthy, strong family with the goal of raising better children, building healthy relationships between spouses, but more importantly, in building a better society across all nations. Get ready to explore and learn with Pastor Fumi Alawale on the subject of family dynamics and its impact in our lives. Good day, everyone. How has your week been? I hope you are fine and the family is doing okay. Today, we'll continue on family dynamics on the series we started on courtship or dating, as the case may be, depending on what you call it, for people in relationships. So, uh, today we're going to be looking at red flags in relationship. Red flags mean the things we need to be careful about, the things we need to, we cannot afford to, to, to just allow it to continue. So, but before we start, I'm just going to read 1 Corinthians 11. Uh, I mean, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11 in Good News Bible. It says, all these things happened to them as examples for others. And they were written down as a warning for us. For we live in a time when the end is about to come. We live in a time when the end is about to come. It's, and it's also written down as a warning for us. So red flags in relationship is like warning in relationship. Father, we just want to thank you for this time. We ask that you will take it over and minister to us. Grant us understanding and help us to make the right decision as it relates to our relationships in the name of Jesus. So, just like we have said before and we have seen, marriage is a gift from God. And it's something that God has made available so that we can have unparalleled lifelong support for each other as couple. So, but courtship period, as we said before, accords each person the opportunity to sincerely check or study your partner, check them out, study them, and see whether this is what I really am looking for in relationship. And it, I would advise that we don't postpone this till after marriage. Courtship is a time when you need to know each other and to, to look at everything as, it's, as make it so clear. Be sincere with yourself so that you are not ending, I mean, landing yourself in trouble. And as much as possible, it's important that we allow the Spirit of God to lead us and direct us in the way to go. So Proverbs 3, 5 to 7 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In all your, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, courtship, relationship inclusive, acknowledging, and he shall direct your paths. So we are not supposed to be wise in our own eyes, 
we should fear the Lord and depart from evil. That's what that scripture says. So it's important that we don't think we know it. But God has seen well ahead of time. And if we trust in him and we lean on him, not on what we think is right, then he can take us out of trouble from afar. So what we are going to be looking at tonight, uh, today, I want us not to turn deaf here. What she's saying, let her just keep saying. Let's listen to godly advice and listen to people around our, our lives that God has placed around us to help us in life. Being in relationship, most of the time is very exciting and one can easily be carried away by the euphoria of it that you fail to see the warning signs even when everybody around you is seeing it your friend has seen it your roommate seeing it but you can't see it because you're carried you know you're you've been carried away by that euphoria that we feel when we are in relationship so while dating or cutting depending on how you refer to it it's normal you are able to identify the weaknesses and the strength of each other. If we are going to be sincere with ourselves, you will see the area where your partner is weak, the area where he is strong, or the area where you're weak and the area where you're strong. And then you'll be able to help each other along the way. Every one of us, we are unique in our own way. There is no two persons that are the same. And that's why you will never find finger fingerprint of anyone that is the same with another person. Even the twins that are identical, identical twins, they never have the same fingerprint. That's how God has made it. We are unique in our own way. So there, is, there are no two people that are exactly the same. And that's why we have differences. So in any relationship at all, there will be need for mutual adjustment as we go on in relationship. And both parties, the man and the woman, must be ready to make necessary adjustments. If we're able to do that, then it goes a long way to help us. Character flaws, especially, that give you a check whether to continue in relationship should not be neglected. Sometimes you look at something that is happening, you wonder, is this okay? Am I able to cope with this? When such a thing is happening in your life, you need to check it out. You need to pray about it. You don't need to neglect it. You need to deal with it according to the standard of the word. I remember a young lady. She was in a relationship with a particular guy. Both of them had prayed and they thought, this is the will of God for me. But the woman could see control which she saw in her father, the way her father controls the mother. She could see it in that guy. Even though they love each other, and they are not married, but yet the boy was in control. If he says, don't go this way, she cannot go. If she goes, it will be a problem. If they go to supermarket together and they want to buy something, it's what the boy wants them to buy, even though the girl has her list. So she was so worried about it. And after a while, you know, she made up her mind that I don't want to go through what my mother went through. And that relationship was cut off. And she's happily married now. So there's nothing. It's better to have a broken relationship than a broken marriage. So the goal of courtship, as it is, 
is everybody you are in courtship or you are in, in a dating relationship, what you are looking for is marriage. You want it to end up in marriage. And in, in our previous ep episode, we said that the goal of anybody in courtship is for you to get married at one time. However, there may be reasons that will make this impossible. Don't say, oh, courtship, uh, we are supposed to be married where everybody is aware of our relationship. If things are not fine and corrections are not made, then broken relationship, broken courtship is better than broken marriage. And that's why we are considering what we are considering today. And I believe that by the help of the Holy Spirit, you'll be helped. However, there are many factors that make it difficult for people to want to break relationships. They could see red flags. They could see warning signs. But there are things they consider that makes it very, very difficult to break such relationships. There are obvious red flags. Everybody can see it. Warning signs everywhere. And majority of these warning signs are all resolvable. But they are still finding it difficult to break that relationship. What are these factors that could make breaking relationships very difficult? One of it is length of time that they've been together. The longer the length of time that they've been together, the more difficult, especially for the woman. Because you're looking at, where do I start from? How I, I've, I've put four years of my life into this relationship. But it's better broken than continue. Some, sometimes... Some women, especially, will be thinking, I'm getting old. Especially for, for ladies. You think, oh, I'm, I'm getting old. I'm, I'm 25. I'm 27. If I bring this relationship, how, how do I, how will, how, when will I start another one? You know, how do I want to marry at 35? So, because of this, they see red flags, but they keep pushing on. Also, the notion that, oh, everybody knows us together. My, the families are aware of this relationship. My parents, his parents love me so much. Ah, how can I break their hearts? You know, you don't want to disappoint people, uh, because they love your spouse to be, you know. So that's also a major thing. Also, some comments from people. Some people will just see you and say, Oh, you people, you are a perfect match, match made from heaven. And because of what we see people say, we say, ah, if people are saying it, maybe it's me, maybe it's, maybe we can work it out. Don't let what people say, you know, push you into a life of torture. Another thing is thinking that uh, whether a man or a woman, we all have our, our, our differences. There is nobody that is perfect. Don't use that to to console yourself there are things that you cannot bear in marriage that when you go ahead and marry it will cause a lot of problem also sometimes we think ah this man has a good job it could be a man it could be a woman good job good sense of humor her parents really like me or his parents really like me ah no i, I think we will work it out we'll work things out things may not continue that way so it's better you look at it critically and say, can I live with this? Or sometimes the wedding plans may be in place. We are already planning. The, the parents, maybe they bought their dress, have bought my wedding gown, 
or whatever and whatever and because of that you don't want to put an end to that relationship even though you know there's a problem also you sometimes you think oh oh this man especially for us as well you think this man has invested so much in my life he has bought me this gift he has bought me that he has done this especially that there are men that have sponsored their wives into university you now think ah no he has spent so much money on me. I don't want to. I, I don't want to 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 disappoint him or make him unhappy. It's better for you to break that relationship and have a good life and marry to somebody that really loves you and cares about you. And sometimes we think, where will I start from? After four years, I've left university. I'm now working. Ah, uh, where will I get another man? And Another thing is that some people are desperate to be married. And this is common with women. Maybe you think, oh, I'm getting old. Your parents have been asking, when will you bring the man home? You are desperate. And so any man that comes around, you don't even see what others are seeing. You are ready to go ahead and get married. And the last thing that could lead to, you know, that could make it difficult to break courtship relationship is when you have involved sex. When you have been having sex with one another and it's against God to have sex outside of marriage. I think we spoke about it, the need to maintain purity in marriage. So when you have been having sex, it's, it makes it very difficult to break away. And that's why until somebody has taken you to the altar, don't have sex in marriage. It does not bring glory to God. But I will, I want to say these are cogent reasons. These are, you know, reasons that are good. But unfortunately, the reasons are not strong enough to make marriage work in the face of major unresolved issues. So when there are major unresolved issues, you forget the fact that you were together for four years. You think, oh, maybe I should have caught it quit. So it's very, very important you are true and sincere to yourself. Be, truth, be truthful to yourself. Be sincere with yourself. Marriage is a lifelong relationship. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And you will either regret or lose altogether whatever you get or keep by compromise. No compromise. It's better you are sincere to yourself. Also remember that God hates divorce. According to many, emotional pain of divorce is so devastating that it is only second in intensity to the death of a loved one. So it's better not to, to end up, uh, create a situation where at the end of the day you divorce yourself because this, this is, we can't cope anymore because you have seen the rest signs. And the fact that it affects children is a transgenic, uh, trans, generational implication on children, grandchildren and generations to come. I've seen people, you know, because they are no longer together, on the day of the graduation of the of, of the, the son or the daughter, come and see them causing problems, fighting again. On the day of wedding, they can't see eye to eye. And such things will happen, which will create problems in the life of the children. They won't know where to go. They won't know who to support. So anything that can, it, it, that can help you make your marriage work is what you need to look for. Red flags in relationship. 
there is need when you see any of them as we look look at them you need to sit down you need to pause you need to think can i co cope with this in marriage ask yourself genuine questions forget emotions emotions will die when things are not going on fine so if necessary if you are not able to make decision by yourself involve your pastor or your mentor take action that will prevent you from, from future headaches sorrow or pain emotions blindfold a lot of time we say love is blind but i tell you marriage is an eye opener when things are not working well your eyes will be opened and then you forget the fact that you once loved one another so a lot of times we deceive ourselves by saying no one is perfect there are no angels every man is bad what is important is that you should be the right person yeah but if you are the right person marry the right person as well that will give you peace it doesn't it does matter who you marry it's important who you marry because who you marry will determine your life will determine how things will work out in life so it's important you involve God in decision making about your marriage. I think we spoke about the fact that you should allow God to be the one to lead you. Don't just say, oh, this is the person. And say, God, just put your seal of approval on it. Let him be involved from the beginning. Let him be the one that is leading you. Nothing is too small to commit into his hand. He's your father. He loves you. And the Bible says, if we that are evil knows how to give good things to our children how much more god who is your father he cares about you he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities he wants to lead us in the path to go so it's good you consider red flags don't ignore or excuse them a lot of time friends and family we see the red flags but we cover up and defend the person say oh, don't worry it's not like that though you know, he's a good man. Who, in fact, I, I, I know some, some Christian brothers are not even as good as him. Don't deceive yourself. They are saying something that you are not seeing. It is important that you exercise extreme caution and pray seriously if you experience any of the issues we're going to be looking at when we talk about red flags. Um, um, the first thing we're going to talk about is unbeliever or when somebody is spiritually cold when somebody is an unbeliever or when they are spiritually cold a lot of time we deceive ourselves the bible is against the, it talks about do not be unequally yoked together with unbeliever there is no way darkness and light can work i joke with people i say <laughs> when you marry an unbeliever you are just giving the devil a free because he now becomes your father-in-law. So he can come to your house at will because there is a son of his in the house. So that tells us it's not something we joke with. It's not something we play with. Be sincere with yourself. Don't think, oh, well, I'm a, he's, a, he's a young believer. I'm going to encourage him to, to, to grow in God. You can't, you can't encourage anybody. Sometimes we give a lot of excuses. When you see somebody that is indifferent to, to, your, to, to your beliefs, is indifferent to church, is indifferent to, to God, and 
you don't give excuse that uh, he, he wants to avoid Christian gatherings by all means. That is somebody you need to run away from. That is somebody is not born again. If he's born again, he's not matured. And a mature person can easily pull you down. So, don't give excuses. Oh, he believes in God. She's only busy at work. Or oh, he's a baby Christian. I will encourage him when we get married. Ah, maybe this is the reason why God is giving me to him. So that I'm God sent to him to encourage him. Let God send you to him before you marry. Let him mature before then. Pray him into maturity. If he does, if he's not ready, don't, don't, you can't push him. He does not stop me from going to church. Those are the things we say. I was talking to one lady that, um, and I said, what happened? He said, I love him. He does not stop me from going to church and he believes that, yes, I can do, uh, I'm only helping him to mature. He has some problems. I said, okay. So now that this problem is over, it's you that he wants to marry. Because you have seen a good Christian. I said, from what I'm feeling, I feel that that guy is not born again. He said, ah, I'm praying for him. Few months down the line, she came and told me, she caught, she caught him red-handed, sleeping with another girl. So that was what made her stop it. And so we need to be sincere with ourselves. Um, don't say it's very considerate. Don't say it's very loving. When the spirit of the devil at work in him start to work in him, you you will forget that he was loving at a particular time. So there's need for us to be sincere with ourselves, because we don't have power to convert any man. We don't have power to change any person. It is God in the life of a man that makes him a good man. The Bible even says Jesus was saying there is no good man. The only thing that makes us good is that spirit of God on the inside of us. And when that spirit of God is not at work in us, we become a problem. I remember the story, I was studying the, the issue of yoke. You know, you see two animals that are yoked together to perform a task in the farm so that maybe they want to harvest crop or make ridges. You know, what you expect, it's for them to work effectively and produce results, they have to be doing it in the same direction and at similar pace for that to be achieved. That's the principle underpinning yoking. So when, when you are different in direction, different in values and beliefs, different in philosophies of life, it inflicts pain on the other person. It brings frustration. It brings struggle. It brings disagreements. You wear each other out. And you are even unproductive. So it does not work, my dear. It does not work. When this one says, I don't believe, you can't be praying out. Then what do you want to do when you're in problem? The Bible says two people, when they come together, they, they are able to pray together. They pray together in agreement that the Bible talked about is perfect in, in relationship. Because that's the person that has the same understanding, the same you know, his wish, his, his desire is for this family to be better, to get into a, a better, um, to get, you know, to get what we are praying for. He's not envious, envious of you. But when you cannot pray in agreement, this one says, oh, no, I can't pray. I don't want to pray. This is the way I want to go. Then there will be problem. So I want to, I, I, 
because of our time, I won't be able to finish, but that's the first one I'm going to be talking about. There are some other ones which I will talk about in the next episode. So please, if you will take anything today, it's a red flag when you are in relationship with somebody that is not born again or that is spiritually cold. You need to be sure that they're born again and they love God and you have the same value, same orientation, same beliefs, same philosophies of life and you are guided together by the same word of God that you profess. The Lord bless you and enjoy the rest of the day. God bless you. Thank you.